Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This edition of How to Be a CEO is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharmadine Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. ES Audio. What happens if you're doing very well in your job, but you discover something new, something exciting, somewhere else, almost by accident? Back in 2017, when I was in the United States, um, I think it was Alaska, and then I saw one of those shops, you know, cannabis shops, and I was intrigued by it. Um, and then I walked in, and then what I saw was that it wasn't just, you know, uh, lots of pot that you could buy there, but there were loads of consumer products. There, there were products for joints, for muscles, for stress relief and uh, things like that. And uh, my mom, she suffers from arthritis and I bought her one of the products that was supposed to help with that. And when I brought it uh, to her, she actually, um, from her experience, she said that it helped. I'm David Marsden from The Evening Standard, and this is an invitation to meet Anna Chokina, CEO of Cellular Goods, a cannabinoid wellness company. That's those CBD and CBG products that have been emerging in stores in recent years. She used to work for Avon. Well, she was one of their global vice presidents. And actually, she introduced CBD to their customers first. In my time, in my last employer, Avon, um, I was uh, lucky to launch a line of products with some cannabis sativa uh, and hemp oil. And I saw that those products actually had a steady demand. And that gave me first-hand experience to see that, yes, however, maybe it's going to be a niche um, experience in the end or a niche industry in the end, but it's, it's actually quite a steadily growing industry in itself. And I'm genuinely believing in it. Anna's also held senior roles at places like PepsiCo and Procter & Gamble. Now she's at a startup. So this is a story about passion, belief, and how to persuade others to try something new. It's not easy. So, and I want to talk about some of the things that Seller Goods has been doing, but the first thing I wanted to speak to you about is that CBD market itself. Now, you've talked about walking into that pot shop. Is there a reputational issue maybe that you have to overcome? Is there, you know, having to tell the public that this is the sort of thing you can get from a mainstream store now? Because it seems like an uncertain market just now. Fair enough. Um, I think there are different uh, sentiments right now in the public towards this industry. But I think um, the first thing to say is that it's a, it's a very dynamic and fast-growing sector. I think the Center for Medicinal Cannabis reports that in the last three years, it has grown, um, it doubled in the last, every year in the last three years. 
and it's expected to become 1 billion pounds by 2025. So that's no small market, right? Yeah. From the same company comes the research that suggests that 6 million people in the UK alone have tried it already, CBD, and 1.2 million use it on a regular basis. So that's a very solid base to build upon. Yet, if you go to the general public, I think we have some data from the YouGov survey that suggests that actually it's still a very small proportion of the population that would claim that they understand what the benefits are or that they would use CBD product regularly. So it's already not small. It's growing double digits. It's projected to be quite a big industry in the future. And it still feels like a small part of where the ceiling could be. So I think that that's just very exciting from the business standpoint. However, what you say is absolutely right. I think right now, if you look in the market, there are quite, uh, I mean, I mean, there is no lack of offering. There are a lot of products, if you Google, loads of them. Uh, but it's a very confused offering. I think we see that not only the, the brands don't tell what their products do to the consumers, but also there is a very um, inconsistent um, delivery of the benefit in the actual product. So um, the same uh, Center for Medicinal Cannabis, they've done the um, panel. They took 30 products uh, of CBD oil. I think it was in 2019, but I think the data is still relevant, right? Um, and they, they measured in the lab the amount of CBD that those products contained compared to how much they claimed those products contained. And only 38% actually were within 10% of the uh, CBD um, uh, amount that they claimed on the pack, just 38%. Can you believe that? And the other 40% had less than half of that claimed amount. But you know, I'm not going to be blaming those companies because I think actually, if you think about it, what's happening, and I don't know how much, uh, if you're close to this industry, probably the readers are not. So I will explain it in a very kitchen logic sense. The vast majority of the products right now in the market with CBD, they derive CBD from the plants, from, from actual cannabis. And what happens there is that you can easily get to about like 80 something purity of that ingredient. But after that, you spend money and you continue to refine, but the each additional percent is just so, takes so much more effort. So a lot of companies stay at the purity that is financially and, you know, economically makes sense. And then what you end up having with the other 15% of that formula it could be pesticides, it could be, um, hem it could be even THC. The only psychoactive ingredient in, uh, in cannabis is called THC. And because you're not refining the, the, the CBD to, the, to 100%, there is always a probability you're going to have it. So, uh, and that's what leads to this anecdotal instances when even with my mom, she started to use that cream I told you about. About a month into using it, actually, she started to have rash on her knees. And she's not allergic to anything. So I now know, five years after, I have now understood what, what, what was going on. Actually, the formula wasn't stable. So she was getting the benefits of um, inflammation reduction in the first place, but then the side effects of those unrefined percentages kicked in. And that's why she started to have rash. Or I have another friend, she was... Um, you know, she, she's actually still in this big FMCG companies uh, and uh, she, she's like me, uh, has a similar background, lots of stress. Her kids actually got her the CBD oil to take so that she improves her sleep. <laughs> and then she told me, I took it once and then uh, she was having some, some psychedelic dreams and she said she woke up like she had a hangover and never since she, she used it. 
So in some ways, I think the products we have in the market right now have such an inconsistency of what they deliver in terms of benefit that um, I would say some of them have done misjustice to the sector because there are consumers like my friend who tried and now they think, oh my God, I'm not going to even try it anymore. It didn't do what it was supposed to do. And I was having this hangover that I didn't sign up for. So that must be a priority for the company and probably for you personally as well, that the science behind what Southern Goods is doing is, I guess, proven and people can look at it. Like you can go, this is what we're offering. Exactly. So that exactly shows the opportunity that our company is pursuing. We would like to bring clarity in the market and to become the authoritative voice of what works, what doesn't work, so that customers could trust when they buy a product from our company, the amount of CBD or CBG is going to be exactly like on pack. There won't be any side effects. It's going to deliver what it says it's going to deliver. So we are very much science-led. And um, what also, of course, helps us is that we've made the choice not to work with the uh, plant-derived cannabinoids. We're purely lab-made. Uh, biosynthetically lab-made, so we are both sustainable and natural, and we are more pure and substantiated by the science. And just to give you an example of how we're trying to sort of start to educate the, 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 the sector about the benefits, we've recently issued the white paper called um, Cannabinoids for the Age Prevention, and it's based on our proprietary research and some of the other researches we've um, um, gathered from the other companies. We triangulated the data to now prove scientifically that cannabinoids have very bright future when it comes to anti-aging products in, in face care. So what we've done, we compared uh, CBG. CBG is a very novel uh, cannabinoid and Cellular Goods is the first company in the UK to introduce it to the market. So we've tried this novel cannabinoid and CBD as well, and we compared it to some of the well-known anti-aging ingredients, such as perhaps you've heard vitamin C or retinol. They've been out there for 20-some years, maybe 10 years, and they're proven, and customers love them. And so what we saw in the, in the data was that cannabinoids are able to deliver the same, if not better, anti-aging properties, but without the side effects. And side effects of retinol and vitamin C is that because they're so active ingredients, they can give your skin photosensitivity. So if you go out in the sun, you actually will get redness and you will get um, a rash or maybe like a sunburn um, effects. Um, and again, a personal story, I have sensitive skin. And even before I worked in L'Oreal, I worked in Avon and I had this access to all these beauty products, you know, I wanted to use retinol. <laughs> You know, I, I am a woman and I am somewhat vain from the look standpoint. So, yeah, I wanted to use retinol. But the moment I started to use it, my I was looking like a, like a beetroot, you know. So and it's not a good look. You know, looking red is not a good look. So I had to abandon those active ingredients and use something less active. Well, now with this new scientific angle on the anti-aging, that's like hallelujah for everyone like me with sensitive skin. You can have access to amazing anti-aging properties of the cannabinoids and the effects they can bring, but without being held back by the skin sensitivity. So you're not going to look red, you're not going to have a rash, it's not going to be looking inflamed. Um, and it's just, you know, I, again, you know, coming from big companies, I have a lot of respect for science. 
Um, there have been a period about maybe 10 years ago, you perhaps saw it in the news as well, when science was um, almost, uh, you know, it had this backslash, it, it, backlash, it, it was almost seen as artificial, non-natural, very sort of harsh and whatever in the cosmetic industry. And I think pandemic, coming out of the pandemic, we can see clearly that the trend has reversed. So after the success of the vaccinations and science being the savior of the pandemic, thanks to the vaccines, I think consumers now have rekindled respect and appreciation for what science can bring. They're more aware, aren't they? They're looking for it. They want to see the science behind these things. Exactly. So from the scientific standpoint, and I'm sorry to go so deep, but maybe some of your listeners are going to find it exciting. Um, but if you think about anti-aging, it's actually inflammation. So the root cause of, your, of, of issues that start happening with your skin as you age is inflammation. And some of this inflammation is due to the genes and some of the inflammation is due to the UV light, to the blue light, to the stress factors, but it's inflammation. So what usually the industry uh, standard is, is to start working on fixing this, uh, the effects of um, aging skin. So you would have retinol working for wrinkles. You would have vitamin C trying to brighten your skin. Um, but what cannabinoids do they actually tame the inflammation itself. And isn't it beautiful? So they start to work on the root cause, preventing okay. you to even get to a place when you're going to, you know, or delay uh, you arriving to a place when you're going to have to deal with the uh, consequences. Let's take a break. And while you're listening to the ads, go have a look at the lineup for the watercolour event being held in association with the Evening Standard at Olympia London on May 25th and 26th. It's a free-to-attend two-day exhibition and conference on workplace well-being and the future of work. It brings together the very latest thinking from over 100 experts alongside actionable and tangible solutions to holistically support health, mental health and well-being of employees across the UK and beyond. Head to watercoolerevent.com for more info and tickets that's watercolorevent.com back after these ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now 
wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Something I wanted to pick up with you because you've mentioned CBG a couple of times. Now, people have probably heard of CBD, but CBG, what is that? And is that a kind of an example of how fast this market is moving that we're already starting to see new terms coming out? Yes, indeed. So, um, sorry, I should have probably explained. So, CBD is the biggest and the most straightforward cannabinoid that can be derived from the plant, and it's the most explored. Um, I think overall in cannabis, uh, one can find more than 100 different cannabinoids, but only about six, seven are perhaps what's called major cannabinoids. So CBD is the most obvious and the biggest one. CBG, cannabigerol, is the next layer down. And it's slightly harder to distill. It's slightly harder to create. Um, But now we are studying the effects of it. It's very promising. And to your point, Yes, of course, we are starting to look in the other uh, major cannabinoids that are not CBG or CBD. And I think it's not just us. It's, it's, if you look in the United States and Canada, which is where regulatory um, um, environment perhaps started to change a little earlier, I think you will find that um, there are many companies looking into the effects of those um, minor cannabinoids on not just on cosmetic use, but also on... Uh, mental health, on epilepsy, on some of the medical applications uh, of uh, cannabinoids that you can find. Um, so it's all very exciting. I think the industry is going to be developing very fast. And it's uh, for me, what's exciting also about it is that it started in the plant, but now we're able to bring this in a much more ecologically friendly way without having to grow acres and acres of the plants spending, you know, the carbon footprint on watering, you know, um, then distilling it and then on on getting rid of the waste. You can do it in a lab now. And it's it's inspired by nature, but delivered in a way that doesn't harm nature. So I think for me, this is the best of both worlds. And that's the future. And yeah, and I'm excited that our company is... um, is playing in this field. We are one of the few and the first ones to explore it. And um, as such, we'll have to explain more and more to the consumers because um, as I've shown you, even the basic understanding is very, it's, it's still in the infancy. The understanding of this sector is still in the infancy. Yeah, I can see that. But as you're talking there, I'm getting the impression that you're expecting there to be a lot of competition coming up over the next few years. So how do you use that first mover advantage that you've got here to, to get an anchor in and go, we were here first, we're the best, and for that to continue in 10 years' time? It's a hard job to do, I can tell you that. But again, you know, my experience having worked in Procter & Gamble, for instance, that's the company that also very much prides itself in technology, always st- staying one step ahead for the competitors to catch up. You know, we will have to invest in it. So um, it's very clear for us that this is our point of difference. We, we see a lot of ambiguity in the market right now. We are going to be the brand that's going to be trying to make it clearer for the customers what's good, what's bad. Um, we are going to be the premium brand in both um, um, skincare, where we play right now, in supplements, where we play right now. And then we're later going to come in uh, what we call recovery range. Uh, that's for muscles and joints. Um, but we are planning to stay one step ahead. And it's not easy, but um, it requires top talent. Uh, it requires investment. 
And both of this um, is what we have. So you've done very well at not advertising your own products in this podcast so far. So let's talk about what you've actually got there. And is there a particular one you think is going to really explode this market? Yes. So, um, yeah, the company has soft launched just in December. So we're still very much in the startup mode. We're in the infancy. And we launched on our e-com platform, sell-goods.com. And indeed, we haven't been very obvious with our advertising so far. There are some technical issues um, why this happened. For instance, um, I don't know if you know, but Meta and Google, they have um, their internal policies where they prohibit advertising cannabinoids because they almost put cannabinoids in the same bucket as uh, recreational drugs. So this is very much outdated policy. We are lobbying uh, for them to change the policy. But of course, you know, us being a startup and then being the market leading multi, you know, multinational companies, it's, 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 it's probably going to be some time until we're going to be heard. But actually, you know, um, the more support we're going to get from the industry, because it's not just us who suffers, everybody suffers from it. You know, we are made in lab. We have nothing to do with cannabis, in fact. You know, yeah. yet we can't even advertise. So people are searching for CBD oil in Google. They're not going to see us because Google policy wouldn't allow us to be advertised. Same for Facebook, same for Instagram. So one of the main uh, reasons why we decided to open sales on Amazon, in addition, of course, to Amazon being the biggest marketplace in the UK, is also because it's also a search engine. Um, people in Amazon, they type in CBD oil, same way they type in, in Google. Uh, but in Amazon, when they type it in, they have the intention to buy. So um, I know we're just starting with startup and there are other you know, products out there. But I think it was important for us to be at least in the consideration set of those people who are already look, looking for the cannabinoid-based products. And this is why I'm, I'm very excited about this partnership. And... Um, um, right now, we have started with the face care line, but we're in talks to expand it to our supplements as well. And what about those products themselves, though, Anna? How are people going to be introduced to selling their goods? What do you think they're going to discover first? So, um, we have launched with five products. Three of them are what we call feel better products, and they're supplements to help you sleep better and to relieve um, maybe some stress you're experiencing. So, um, those have been doing quite well, um, I would say. Um, and then we also have two products that are in skincare. But what we've done on the 1st of March, we've introduced our star product called Rejuvenating Face Serum. And that's the one that features heavily in our advertising. So to answer your question, I think that's the product that definitely, if you need to try one, that's the one you need to try. It's that one that has that CBG I told you about that we discovered it has amazing anti-aging properties without the side effects. And that's the one I'm using now. I'm very excited about the serum and I think it's, um, it's going to become our uh, key product for, for the years to come. So I just want to take a couple of minutes to, to talk about yourself, Anna. I'm interested in your own journey. You've worked on so many continents for such big names and you were, you were born in Moscow, is that right? Yes, I was born in Moscow um, and then I started uh, on the side of the agencies. I first worked on the, in the um, advertising and direct marketing agencies and that's when I actually realised I want to be on the side of the client who makes the decision. Um, and then um, we, uh, then my husband went um, to business school in Wharton uh, in the United States, and then I joined him as well because I didn't have marketing degree at the time. I, mine was in a degree in economics, 
I decided to get a marketing degree while I was there, which is what I've done. And then after that, I started in PNG. So actually, I started, you think about it, I was 26 when I was, um, when I started in Procter & Gamble at the entry level. So I was probably one of the late bloomers. Um, and um, yeah, and um, loved working in Procter & Gamble. They invest so much into development of their people. Um, and I think I mentioned before that personally, my, my personal thing is that when I'm stretched and when I learn, I perform the best. So that was exactly the right environment for me to be in to sort of um, uh, to develop my, my, my skills. And then I moved to PepsiCo after that. That was an amazing experience. It's a great company. I love that as well. Um, that was the move that brought me back. Well, actually, with PNG, I should have mentioned, I worked mostly in the United States and in the UK. Then I moved to PepsiCo as a marketing director on their snacks business. And um, with that uh, job, I moved from London back to Moscow. And then um, that's um, also where L'Oreal has found me. And that's where my love with the beauty care industry started, with the L'Oreal position. Um, then we came back here to London and I started in Avon and um, yeah, and now I'm in Cellular Goods and very excited to be taking this company um, to the new heights, hopefully, um, and claiming the market position that I think our brand deserves. Just one more question, but why marketing? Why did you want to work in that side of the industry? What made you think that's what I want to do? I don't think it was a very um, sort of um, calculated choice, to be honest. I think when you're young, it's very um, difficult to understand what makes you tick. But I was very lucky to have found the industry that I absolutely love. And what I love about marketing is that um, I believe we're making meaningful things to, to make consumers happy and to bring change um, you know, example from my early days is um, I worked on Always brand. So that's the period brand, um, Always and Tampax. And, you know, going to those consumer groups and hearing consumers talk about how this has, you know, finding the right sanitary products actually um, such a confidence booster for those girls. It's, it's just wonderful, you know. And as a marketer, you feel like you're, there is a greater cause if, you, if it makes sense, as opposed to just, you know, marketing the product that is going to make you profitable, whatever, um, make you money. Same here with um, cannabinoids. I feel like that there is a greater good where where we're actually working to, to develop. Um, the cannabinoids um, have uh, lots of um, consumer evidence um, to be helpful for, to help um, with sleep. Um, again, uh, since I had kids, my sleep is no longer... The no, same as it I'm used to be one of those who's going to raise a hand and be in the queue for, for products that help with that. So so that's one. Um, I think mental health coming out of the pandemic is also quite a hot topic right now. And cannabinoids are very, um, they are non-prescription way to helping you deal mm. with anxiety and some smaller um, smaller sleep disruptions and um, and stress. Yeah, so so that's good as well. And then I already talked about the uh, face care benefits that we have just discovered with uh, thanks to the research we've done. So yeah, so I feel like you know we 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 are cause for good actually. You know here, um, I think the world has a lot of products already. So if this was just a company that was just churning yet another product on the market, I probably wouldn't have joined. But I genuinely think that there is always space for meaningful product innovations, and sell all the goods is exactly that company. 
That was an invitation to meet. You can learn more about what Anna's doing at cellular-goods.com. For the latest business news, interviews and analysis, go to standard.co.uk forward slash business. This podcast is back every Monday morning, but you can join us again whenever you like. Hit your subscribe or follow button and we'll keep the door open for you. It's always a pleasure to meet you. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.